0: so it's podcast 54 54 let's hit it it is far better to grasp the universe as it really is than to persist in delusion however satisfying and reassuring oh that's got to be sagan
1: the interplanetary podcast the exploration of space for the benefit of all mankind your hosts here in london matthew russell and jamie franklin
0: It is Sagan. Oh, gotta love him! No, I'm, I'm still trying to do that impression. It's so annoying. I'm gonna get it one day. I'll do it. Oh yeah! Oh shit! Was that your impression? No, I was gonna. was gonna do my impression. Uh, <laughs> I'm still not quite there. All right, we're no, still uh, waiting. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what <a> quote? <laughs> yeah, what it's so a genius. Quote. So Matt, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Jamie, and yourself. Good. Very well, also, thank you. Excellent. And listeners, we hope you're well. Oh, yes, yeah, listeners, are you well? And Don't if you we? are well, yeah. if you're feeling well enough, obviously go over to iTunes, subscribe, <laughs> five-star review. <laughs> oh, what a link. That yeah, is great. there we go. Thanks very, very much. Very good. We could start with the news, actually. There's quite a lot of stuff going on this week, wasn't there? Let's do it. First bit in the news, there was uh, yet more delays on the old SLS. It's, it looks <sighs> pretty certain that that is, is not going to fly its first mission until 2020. That seems God. like an age. Come on, SLS. So, um, I mean, what, are they, what are they doing? Yeah, you know? I know that's crazy. Another thing that happened this week: SpaceX rocket engine exploded. So, one of oh. their Merlin engines exploded
2: Sounds on the test stand. Matt.
0: Well, it, I, I think it completely wrecked one of their test stands. So they're fixing that Ouch. and doing an inquiry into what happened. So this is the this is the first bit of bad news that SpaceX have had this year on. a uh, Pretty essentially, like like we said, that they're absolutely smashing it at the moment. We
1: cursed them, Matt.
0: Yeah, well, I think we may have done. But look, they're on course for something like nineteen launches this year, which is which yeah, is to be fair, quite considerably done all right. more than eight last year. So that that is they're 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 flying. That's no their, one was hurt. That's no their minor hurt. hiccup. That's it. Yeah, it's not minor. I think they're. It's it's obviously fairly serious but no one was hurt that's the good thing you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs though no, that's what uh another news article i saw this week Jamie that i thought was really cool is the yeah. public have been invited to vote on nicknames for the new horizons um target we've talked about it on the show we talked about it where it was um where it looks like it's a binary object um, yeah uh, but yes, currently, it's known as two, two 014 2014 MU69, which is a pretty boring mm. name, if you, if you don't mind me saying. So uh, yes, what's, what's, have you thought of a name for it, Jamie? I've come up with um, one. Do you want to hear what's mine?
1: What's yours? Hit, hit me with yours.
0: <laughs> Kuiperary McKuiperface. <laughs> or Kuiperary McKuiperface.
1: What do you I think? I like that. <laughs> I was going to go with Honky Tonk.
0: Honky Tonk, <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Well, that's, that's brilliant because it reminds me of uh, what was that show with Honky Tonk in it? Anyway, oh, very I don't know.
1: I was I was thinking of the Rolling Stones song, one of my faves, Matt.
0: Oh yes, Honky Tonk. That's actually really good. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it was
1: a character in Are You Being Served? Although recently I was, uh, I'm getting more into the country honky tonk, as in the Rolling Stones alternative version.
2: Oh,
0: that's very interesting. Yeah, I should yeah, go and so, listen to that. Um,
1: Discuss. Let us know yeah. which uh, Rolling Stones version of Honky Tonk you prefer. Well,
0: I, well, I hope you've sent in Honky Tonk, or we'll, we might be end up with names like um, Pluck and Persistence,
1: which is you a can't name say put that forward. after a few beers.
0: No, <laughs> and uh, and Mjölnir, which is the name of Thor's hammer.
1: That's good, but I don't think it's very easy for anyone. To pronounce no, outside no. of Norway, Norway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, but still, we always get our way, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big time. Sa- I'm going to put some sad news in here. Oh, not more. Go on. Yeah. So we're losing more and more of our Apollo astronauts. So um, I'm afraid if Brian Blessed, this would be not what he would be. He wouldn't be able to go. Gordon's alive. Because unfortunately, Dick Gordon, the ast- uh, one of the Apollo. Uh, astronauts uh, has Aww. died this week
1: at the age of 88, 88. years old mm. well that's good innings isn't it yep he's walked in space and flew to the moon cheers dick you're a legend legend Rest in peace. Uh, uh, yes
0: another apollo astronaut gone that's an, what really upsets me it's another apollo astronaut we won't interview i know that's pretty sad isn't it
1: not in this world no
0: <laughs> here's a really great one as well that i spotted yeah. Jamie. there's a kickstarter page and do you know what it's do you know what it's for Go on. It's as a memorial. Someone wants to build a statue in Paris to Felicite. Remember Felicite from a couple of weeks ago? She yeah. was the cat that the French flew up into space. Uh, and, a, and a Londoner, weirdly, a guy called Matthew Guy. A guy mm. called Matthew Guy. I'm a guy called Matthew. He, but he's Matthew Guy. <laughs> That's true. From London. Very confusing. Uh, uh, it's very confusing, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, he wants to build a memorial to Felicity in, 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 uh, in uh, Paris. Aww. And he started a Kickstarter page. So why don't you make your way to the Kickstarter page and and salut to the uh, cat or chien that went into space?
1: So is that going to be like a, 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 a stone statue of a space cat?
0: Yeah. Why not? Wow, Maybe a brass one. I just don't know. Go to the Kickstarter page and find out. I'm going to donate. You can go for different levels and get yourself a little poster card and all that kind of stuff.
1: If I donate enough, could I be treated as the next animal in space?
0: Yes, I think so. I think if we fire yeah. a Jamie Franklin in space, that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately,
1: uh, he burnt up on re-entry. Yeah, that's that's sad. Yeah.
0: Uh, a really cool one, Jamie. This is This is super cool.
1: Go on. <laughs> well, I don't know if it is it super be. cool or not. <laughs> now now you've bigged it up. They're about to stick a laser on a fighter jet. You haven't let me down, Matt. That is no. that is cool. So the Air Force
0: Research Laboratory, or the AFRIL, have issued a $26.3 million contract to Lockheed to build a laser on on the front of one of its tactical fighters. By 2021... So it's going to be like Star Wars, man. So it's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, what's that really is fun- cool? My, the favourite bit of this story is, is the key technology is from a, a, a multi kilowatt fiber laser that was used on the Navy vessel, the USS Ponce. <laughs> now, I know, this won't, I know this won't be funny to Americans, but Ponce really is quite a funny word in London or or the UK. It kind of means a kind of effeminate man. And also to ponce means to sort of takes money off, you know, borrow money. Oh, can I ponce a cigarette off you, mate? Like that kind of thing. Kind of bit camp. A bit honky-tonk,
1: maybe. A bit honky-tonk,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which we're all all guilty of, aren't we, Matt, if we, uh, you know, put our hands up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and wave them you. around like like jazz ads.
2: <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> Russia. <laughs> oh, dear. Are we allowed to leave that one in? I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Russia locks up six people. They've locked up six people, but don't worry, it's for a moon flight simulation. Oh, thank so, goodness! So, yeah, three men and three women have been locked up on Tuesday for a seventeen day. Uh, preparation, long-term mission thing, where they just get okay. shut in a box for seventeen days and see see what happens. Well,
1: wow. uh, th- it's a good experiment.
0: So they're researchers and cosmonauts that have been training in Russia, and they've just been bunged in this eight thousand eight hundred cubic feet box.
1: It doesn't seem that big.
0: No, it's not very big. That's pretty small. No. Uh, the Russians are quite famous for this as well. They've locked up three men in a 24 cubic metre metal box for a whole year back in 1967. Right. <laughs> and uh, they recent um, there was a long-term on-land mission simulated flight to Mars, which locked an international crew of six men in a module for 520 days. That ended in November 2011.
1: Yeah, Pretty I'm not sure. What are they cool, planning right? to get? What are they hoping to get out of it? Well, you know, so they can see how
0: people uh, behave when they're locked So, in a, so,
1: So when we send them to Mars, we can lock them in a box in the knowledge that they won't die. But Yeah, or,
0: or go insane or start killing each other or ripping each other's throats out. It's really... Right. Do you know what? That kind of psychology really hasn't been looked at in great detail at all because it's such a hard experiment to do. You know, someone's got to volunteer to... to, to
1: to put themselves in a box for a year with a bunch of other people. <laughs> and also, as I think we discussed on Mars Nation, um, uh-huh. you don't know how anyone's going to react, i.e., you know, you could send Tim Peake to space and in the knowledge that he's a pretty sound character. But mm. if you lock Tim Peak in a box for a year... He might go crazy. You don't know how mad he'd go, just like me. Uh, Maybe no. I'd be nice and calm. Did did I mention last week about Amanda Holden
0: asking Tim Peake about going to the moon? Yeah, you did. and oh, how embarrassing is that still? Actually, still. Still it still actually makes me feel slightly sick. We um, should
1: we <laughs> should be interviewing people like that. Not Holden. Yeah, not Holden. So Come I on. can make those kind of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> not yes. really. Not uh, really. No, no, totally. Um
0: I think we should move on to our, our space feature this week. Yes, please. So our space feature this week was a story that, that sort of broke last week, which is actually really, really a cool story, a very cool story, that um, there's a new paper out uh, that has been looking at old data from a couple of satellites yeah. um, uh, and has kind of really... Isolated the fact that there really is this enormous lava tube on the moon which would be um really suitable to actually build a habitat inside. Inside. And, and you're saying, wow. saying what are you talking about, Matt? Well, first of all, let's 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 just talk about just how miserable life on the surface of the moon would be. It's like a, yeah. a total... it's just a total disaster. You've got the regolith, and I love that word regolith, and I just thought I'd quickly Say where that word comes from. Yes, so, please. Yeah, regos means blanket, and lithos means rock. So it's a blanket of rock. Wow. So that's what regolith means. Nice. Uh, and it's uh, the regolith builds up from you know uh, tiny meteorites hitting the hitting the moon all the time and crumbling up the bedrock into these tiny particles. Mm. Um, but anyway, the regolith on the top on the surface of the moon is this horrible, horrible, sharp. Um, dust that kind of is is pretty bad for you if it gets in the astronauts lungs it will affect their nervous system and cardiovascular system so it's not great and the apollo no. crew members all moaned about how it kind of uh, was a real irritant and uh, none of them liked it so the regolith mm. is a is a big problem but not only that on the on the moon you're exposed to ionizing radiation micrometeorites that travel, by the way, what was it, Mike Meeks writes, they travel... 60,000 miles an hour. 60,000 miles an hour. So, yeah, you think about the Earth, we're sort of going through space, going through space dust, and, and the atmosphere soaks up all those tiny little bits of space dust, so we, mm. no one ever gets hit by it but the moon is essentially naked as it's going through space and so every single bit of dust hitting the surface is like <laughs> is going 60,000 miles an hour and even though it's tiny you get hit by something going 60,000 miles an hour and you you're going to know about, about it. it so yeah. it's a very 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 dangerous place the the surface of uh, of, the, of the moon uh, and that's we haven't even got into coronal mass ejections and uh, worse still actually is cosmic rays so things coming out of um, you know particles highly energetic particles that are coming out of quasars in galaxies far far away when they hit you that's that's doing some pretty serious damage as in a particle basically going right through your brain for example so yeah yeah, it's going to give you cancer and and it's not going to be great so let's just get in the lava tube so get in the lava tube if you've got these lava tubes so this this lava tube there's a thing called a skylight which is like a hole in the, where, where a lava tube has kind of collapsed, so these lava tubes are caused by when lava is flowing, maybe the surface of the lava starts setting, but the lava underneath is still flowing underneath, and eventually the lava flows out to wherever it's going but leaves this kind of solid tube behind.
1: And of Fun course, these, fact for you, Matt I yeah. once went in a lava cave in uh, Iceland.
0: Oh you
1: are one ahead of me again absolutely amazing Oh that that's, that that actually does yeah. sound really really cool I'll send you some pictures we can stick them up on the blog but oh, yeah, it totally. is incredible it's yeah, really check, incredible check them
0: out on our Instagram you do yeah. you do that Jamie Big time So yeah that, that's really cool so this one tunnel basically using the data so it was a a new paper by uh, T Kaku et al Uh, called The Detection of Intact Lava Tubes at Marius Hills on the Moon by CELINE, which was the Japanese satellite, also known as Koyuga, or Mm. KuGya, Kugya. Kugya. Uh, Kugyua. Yeah, and, and that went over, and it was a a radar satellite that went over and, the, and, it, and it found quite a lot of information. And this information has been, I've, I've kind of looked this up, and it's been this information has been knock, uh, knocking around for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with the help of the GRAIL satellite, which is an American NASA mission where there was a pair of satellites that mapped the gravity all around the moon, uh, th- uh, there's a massive gravity anomaly at, at the same spot over this skylight. Mm. And piecing those two bits of data this uh, together, this paper suggests that there 's a lava tube under there that would be easily big enough to have an entire city a city the size of Philadelphia or bigger underneath
1: god that 's nuts i i i don 't know if you do this matt you 're probably you 're probably not experiencing the same thoughts, but whenever I think of the moon, I think of it as really small. <laughs> Yeah. i don't no, know no,
0: why i know uh, i do you know i think i think most people do and, and i but think it's, it's just you
1: know it's, it's out there earth isn't you know yeah. massive if, it's but i it think is. isn't
0: it the same surface area of australia but to really get that into perspective you need to see australia on a on a peter's projection right. map where it looks yeah. a lot bigger than yeah, it does because obviously Australia's bigger than greenland but it doesn't mm. look like that on a normal your normal maps so yeah it's 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 huge the moon
1: Matt give me the four biggest islands on earth
0: the four biggest islands yeah does Australia count as an island
1: yeah does Australia count as an island I guess it does doesn't it
0: we've gone off piste we've gone into we've gone into geography
1: here (laughs) Australia Greenland Madagascar and then I'd say yeah hmm hmm Answers on a postcard. Uh, answers on a postcard.
0: So yes. Yeah, so this lava tube yeah. in Marius Hills, using this data, looks like it's 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 absolutely enormous, and this is really really good news. And I really like this because it means it, it really does bolster the case to go to the moon. Go to the moon learn how to set up habitats, which can be inflatable habitats now. Now they're protected by yes. all this bedrock. And learn how to use these habitats in the lava tubes, because guess what? On Mars, there's lava tubes, and you definitely have to go on into these lava tubes if you want long-term settlements on Mars. So Absolutely. this is really, just really good practice. So I think th- this find will be really, really interesting, and I should imagine that this skylight... Uh, in the Marius Hills will be will be uh, one of the places that NASA will be seriously looking at going to in the next twenty thirty Matt, years. Could so. they
1: ever set it up so that we wouldn't have to always? I mean, could they put caps on these lava tubes so that they wouldn't have to wear breathing apparatus? Oh, I don't know. Well, what well, there was that really br- there was that really brilliant one, wasn't it? That one of the
0: greatest ideas of building a habitat on Mars, for example, is to have the cap that goes over these lava tubes built out of ice. Yes. And so, and, and, and so it'd be a really easy building material, but of course it'd be absolutely fine because it's so cold on the surface of Mars. Yeah. Um, in fact, talking about temperature, so on the moon in the day, which lasts 354 hours, there's an average temperature of about 107 degrees centigrade. Oof. And and it can and so it can go up to 123 degrees centigrade. That is ridiculous. I mean that, so that's Toasty. boiling. That's boiling water. You know. So it gets up to boiling water, and at night, it goes down to minus 153. So Oof. again, it's this whole idea that the moon is naked. It doesn't hold any heat whatsoever ever. It's, it, 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 it just comes and goes instantly because there's no atmosphere to hold the heat. So. Uh, you have to do something about that. And underground, apparently, the temperature now averages out to about minus twenty-three, which of course would be well in the easily in the realms of having just normal heating, normal central heating. So, yeah, um, uh, it really does solve quite a lot of problems. I, I think really that's does. a really interesting that's story. So. Yeah, so go and have a look at that paper. It's a it's a paper, and quite a few, obviously, websites covered that story, but the paper, The Detection of Intact Lava Tubes by T. I'd Haku like them to
1: um, send us a little map. You know, like in uh, Prometheus, where he throws up the the little mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, he calls them his dogs, doesn't he? He yeah, chucks yeah, yeah. them up in the air, and then they map the, the tube, the tunnel that they're in. I'd quite yeah, like yeah. that to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just give Ridley Scott a call. So who is our Astronaut of the Week, Jamie? Well, Matt, it's only Ernst Messerschmidt.
0: Messerschmitt. what a great German name that is! Brilliant, brilliant name, Couldn't isn't it? Be more German, Professor. Could it? <laughs> Professor, yeah. Doctor Ernst Willi-Wescherschmitt, born May the twenty first, nineteen forty five, German physicist. So yes, he is our astronaut of the week, and he's got my favourite end end to an interview. This one, where he where we talk about a bit of plumbing. So, oh, yeah. He t- he tells us a lot about his life, so I don't think we need to go too much in. He's he's he flew up as a payload specialist on STS sixty one, which was again a bit like last week's astronaut is a space lab mission. Yes, um, yes, and uh, and the crew it was a crew of eight, which is the most amount of people that have ever been flown up on a single mission.
1: That is so, a lot, isn't
0: it? Shall we just? Listen to that interview and go... Let's go
1: for bishti it. Bishti, bashti, bosch. Let's go for it. Ecoute.
2: It's time for Astronaut My name is uh, Ernst Messerschmidt. I'm one of the first uh, German astronauts. Flew with the uh, Space Shuttle Challenger in 1985, um, uh, the German Space Lab Mission uh, 1 and after that I became professor at uh, the University of Stuttgart uh, until today, uh, in fact, and, um, but still working uh, full-time 24-7 uh, <laughs> a day. <laughs> I, st- I am still having a project um, uh, on the International Space Station that uh, is um, towards the Internet of Things Uh, using the ISS as a relay station like a satellite to demonstrate the process um, uh, before we put this uh, on a constellation of of satellites. So that's my task. Uh, So space is now becoming more and more important for for societies we didn't think of uh, at my time as an astronaut that we have such a big uh, uh, penetration in in, uh, society in using space by the way uh, with a colleague uh, of mine I uh, wrote a book um, uh, this is now advertisement (laughs) Uh, 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 The German title is uh, Vom All in den Alltag, um, uh, and the English title is From From Space to Earth, Mm. uh, produced by Schiffer Publisher, uh, where we in fact um, uh, write a bit about the uh, history of space and the uh, many services. uh, we have uh, today not only like uh, GPS, like navigation in general or communication, but also agriculture, mm. um, the infrastructure management, um, um, uh, tracking aircrafts uh, and those kind of things. Sure. So,
1: um. Amazing. So out of all of your incredible days you've had as uh, an astronaut, which would you say is your favorite number one? Day. Yeah, your favorite day, if you could live it again. Well,
2: that is, of course, associated with my my space flight. Sure. Uh, there's no question, and um, and it was very tough, uh, very hard. Um, uh, this uh, this mission, uh, you know, seventy experiments in uh, seven days, uh, and we worked uh, days and night. We had a three shift crew, and uh, what I missed is a bit more time for myself because mm. we just were just geared to produce uh, results. Um, and I was anxious uh, to look at the face of uh, many, many PhD students. We had about 100 uh, professors in our back oh, uh, really? as uh, uh, principal investigators. And each one had typically two uh, PhD students, and we knew that we can't make everyone happy. But the good side of it, we had a very good team. Um, The only flight uh, on the space shuttle with um, eight astronauts up and down. And the amazing thing is um, each one of us uh, had a, a pilot license and a PhD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. So so most amount of people on yeah, the flight so our yeah. commander Very was, uh, was an aerospace engineer with a PhD Bonnie Dunbar uh-huh. um, uh, it was her first flight uh, she's now the um, managing director of the Association of Space Explorers of the United States yeah. you know that we um, we have uh, our own club yeah. uh, ASC yeah. uh, Association of Space Explorers um, Uh, That was founded uh, just uh, the year of my flight, so I was only the second annual Congress uh, then uh, accepted as a member. So you are only accepted uh, once you have flown at least once around Earth Mm -hmm. and uh, joined at least one of the conferences, then you are a member. And we have almost each year a conference, now this year in Toulouse, um, uh, two weeks. Um, and uh, this is, of course, a privilege uh, coming together from time to time. Sure. And by the way, um, at the beginning, um, we had uh, uh, Rusty Schweikert, um, uh, he was one of the founders, and uh, Alexei Leonov, and uh, so they always had been the presidents. and. And it continued. To, to, I was about the astronaut number one hundred plus minus. Uh, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. ninety nine or uh, <laughs> one thousand one. Yeah. Uh, one hundred one. And when we had our fifth congress in um, in Saudi Arabia, Prince Sultan was also flying right. on the space shuttle. Right. Uh, then. um We discovered that we don't have only um, uh, American astronauts and Russian cosmonauts, but also flyers from Europe, from Japan, etc. And we needed another uh, president uh, um, uh, in the executive committee, and I was then uh, named uh, the president for for those uh, uh, non Russians and Americans named. um, uh, president of the rest of the world <laughs> that's not a bad title president <laughs> of the rest yeah, of but, the world but oh, the, the rest was minor
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's been a lot of talk recently uh, where we've had a, a prolonged period of talking of going to Mars but yeah. now it seems to be switching back to the moon, what's your opinion do you think we should be going to the moon next or do you think we should be concentrating on Mars and which one would you go to if you were given the chance to go to the moon
2: or? Got a got a Both, of course. One one, at the same time. Uh, well, uh, I was professor for thirty years, um, also writing books on on, uh, on space systems, uh, orbit mechanics, and all uh, transportation systems, etc. And. Um, uh, i explored very deep in, into the question of what uh, what uh, what are the arguments why we should uh, f- go to the moon or back to the moon and uh, to mars so first of all we need um, of course uh, a good motivation uh, to convince the public and the politicians um, and um, and also we have to find way ways to get it more uh, uh, economically done I think uh, the the uh, now the tendency right now is uh, to get um, and I we I had a few PhD uh, studies on that. By the way, I I was the supervisor of uh, more than sixty PhD students, so that's good that you have young. Um, ambitious uh, young engineers uh, yes. to, to go in very, very detail in transportation and, and also human issues, etc. Uh, what we name um, human behavior and performance training. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, it was clear that uh, it's more logical to go first uh, back to the moon. Uh, of course, uh, you might say, or public says. Uh, we have been there so and we can't do it better you know yeah. but um, but now the the tendency is that we um, we rather uh, and the apollo mission was was more for political political demonstration but of course also science etc but uh, now, uh, but they went to different locations. It's the typical American way to have fireplaces here and there. So yeah. This is uh, how they went to the West. Um, this image is uh, quoted uh, often, and um, and now it's more. It makes more sense for for scientific reasons um, and others. Other reasons uh, to go to, to one place yep. and to uh, develop an infrastructure, Lunar Village, you know, ESA yep. is promoting this uh, idea, open access. Also, a different procedure uh, to joining forces uh, in the uh, space flying communities, uh, not uh, say contributions based on, uh, on elements. Like yeah. modules or transportation systems, yeah. more on, on uh, competence mm. in some areas, and, and inviting everyone and en- every nation uh, to support this. Yeah. Also with uh, eventually some some also commercial um, uh, factor, uh, also paying part of, of the mission, um, like Olympic Games, uh, you yeah. know the TV stations yeah. and the interviews from space. Uh, etc., uh, and also have a private pers- person uh, soon uh, on, on such a mission. I think uh, there are many ways to, to think about And um, But one problem is, uh, is uh, our Europe uh, – I'm not uh, going to Brexit uh, – uh, <laughs> with call. or without yeah. Brexit, um, Uh, that we only have a share at the ISS of uh, 8%. And uh, this does not uh, uh, correspond to the 450 million people with uh, uh, Mm. a high edge of of living standard. Uh, So we should uh, definitely do more. Absolutely Uh, agreed. uh, And uh, we need uh, societies like yours uh, to promote this and also uh, to get a bit away from the uh, utilitarian arguments. It's more our culture, our curiosity, and uh, it's not primarily uh, technology, but that comes automatically. I I always tell in my public presentations, um, uh, space is the most innovative, uh, say, um, community, um, um, because... um, um, depending on the project between 30 and 50 60% of the turnaround uh, uh, of money in a project uh, is uh, uh, R&D mm-hmm. and there's no other uh, say um, business um, Uh, in automotive industry, uh, for them, uh, for example, the aircraft industry comes next. uh, So it's about um, uh, 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 15%, Airbus is 15% is R&D, and the rest is just uh, butter and bread engineering. Um, uh, But R&D is important. Car automotive industry is only six percent. Pharmaceutical uh, mm. uh, also in that area. Most of uh, energy uh, provision uh, providing um, uh, activities when um, uh, is is in one or two percent mm. domain. So space is um, innovative. Space is um, is Follow-up. leading us um, to to some places where we uh, we have not been yet, and we we. Um, um, I think um, it's, it's a, I would say, even a genetic imperative to forward. So I have one,
1: one final question for you yeah. before you go, and that's what is the piece of advice that you were given maybe when you were starting out in your career that you can share with us? What was your best bit of advice that you were given?
2: That was, um, you know, I was a plumber. My father had a workshop with five, six people, and I was... Um, advised uh, to, uh, by my parents uh, to take this, I uh, was the oldest son, to take this job over. And I did my apprenticeship and, um, and I had to go to school uh, for this kind of practical business, um, plumbing, um, and, uh, and, th- and there was a teacher. And I was always the best in my class, uh, and uh, also for that. And he he told my father, uh, "Let this uh, young boy go to do something else." Uh, I was very strong in mathematics, and that was my the best advice wow. uh, that <laughs> uh, 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 very very early. <laughs> and then I did uh, within a short time the Abitur. The, uh, and uh, studied physics and uh, all the rest. Is. And okay. then uh, there was another professor, he told me, go to CERN in Geneva. Mm. So that was the high end of uh, particle physics. So that, by this I became international, mm. the international gene. Oh. Um, I had to learn better English, <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. I had to learn French. And uh, I appreciate very much this kind of international flavor. So uh, the driver behind was always curiosity.
1: Well, yeah. We appreciate your time today. <laughs> have a great rest of the day. It Thanks was so my much. pleasure. They, they never That's got really tempted to uh, get
2: you to try and fix the plumbing on the space station. Yes, I did. It's like when you're in a, in a building, uh, when you have problems... Um, you never have all tools you actually need to mm, to, yep. to repair something. Oh, and it. I did a plumbing uh, for for the atomic clock. By the way, uh, we uh, I uh, sometimes um, with Rl did uh, a fluid uh, container. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the pipe was put on the wrong side, mm. so I had to take where uh, the arrow did, uh, you know, the, yeah. sort of glue, yeah. mm. uh, to, to make it d- differently, and um, so it's, uh, it's practical what we do in space, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. we need to know the, the science behind, but... But the truth is, uh, it's most Plumbing skills. Uh, is plumbing skills. Comes in handy. Needed. Fantastic. And yeah. still today, I need uh, Absolutely all this. Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, it was that's my great. pleasure. So Thank you very much. Okay. Thank, you. Thank, you. Yes, Thank you. Appreciate
1: it. What a legend, huh? He's just brilliant. And and what, as you said about that bit of advice, isn't that great that he's like, look, just like getting into space is a bonus, but just do something that you're really good at and <laughs> just and just treat everything else as a bonus legend now here's here's to all you plumbers out there (laughs) yeah hey matt i'd like to give you my space fact give me your space fact mr franklin but i want to make sure before i do is everyone sitting down because this could topple you go for it it takes around 230 million years for our solar system to complete a single orbit around the milky way the last time it was in its current position the earliest dinosaurs had just appeared and flowering plants wouldn't evolve for another 100 million years
0: uh i mean oh, what God. do you know what you say that space fact and there's two things that spring to mind for, for me with that with this one yeah it's that i can't believe it only takes 230 million years for the earth to orbit the galaxy yeah I'd, i i I find that really amazing. And more amazing is that, yeah, that that, that there's been life on Earth, and it's been round once. And I just think that's absolutely incredible. (laughs) We've done a lap. We've done a lap. And for me, I think that's quite a small – I'm actually surprised by how small time that took – the bit that surprises me is that there was dinosaurs and it wasn't there was dinosaurs around and it wasn't yeah. for another hundred million years that we had flowers. <laughs> I know. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, I mean the dinosaurs were around for a very, 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 very long time. I mean do you think time. someone
1: close is watching just who's just really, really old? Yeah. Um and, and saying, Oh, you lot the- have changed. <laughs> you know. what- one of my favourite facts. I love
0: paleontology, and one of my favourite facts is that uh, we live closer to Tyrannosaurus Rex than Tyrannosaurus Rex lived to Triceratops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, as in, wow, just
0: they lived millions and millions and millions of years apart. They never had any of those Hollywood fights that we see them no. have. So, yeah. That's a brilliant fact Jamie, well done. Well,
1: it's a good one and um you know I'd like that I'd like everyone to just take a minute, have a think about that and just appreciate life. In yeah. Fact,
0: I'll tell you what, while you're thinking about it, uh maybe email Jamie and I with a new space fact and uh, keep those oh, correspondences yes. coming in. That's uh, a really uh, good idea. Uh Jamie, I didn't tell you I, I did have an email from a listener who wanted us to uh, uh look into something. Uh, oh yeah yeah i'm not i'm not going to reveal it until i 've got an interview with the um with with uh with the company that do this so we've had some so you can you can shape this program by writing in and uh, we will do what you want to hear about so do
1: it we're here for you so uh keep subscribing keep liking keep liking and stop do stop doing that you 'll get hairy palms
0: yeah and we'll see (laughs) we'll see you next week now next week we have got an absolutely brilliant special guest so absolutely tune in it's going to be totally awesome if
1: if you thought we've been good up till now i'll tell you what you wait you wait who to see who we've snagged do
0: you know where i'm going tomorrow where i'm going to mars nation oh to alicia mine Conkaya's. Mars Nation at the she British She is brilliant Society. and Mars Nation
1: is brilliant. So check it out. Can we put a link up, Matt, to Mars Nation, please? I, I will.
0: I'll put a link up to Mars Nation and I, I'll be talking about that next week as well.
1: Absolutely. And, Matt, before you go, mm-hmm. it's the Interplanetary Podcast. Putting, Putting the ace back, back into, into space. 230 million years.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say two hundred and thirty million subscribers.
1: Oh, we've got to be close. We've we've got to be close by now, haven't we? Well, at the yeah. rate
0: we're going, <sighs> by the time we've done a lap of the <laughs> the galaxy, it yeah. probably will be about that.
1: We might be in double figures. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Well, Matt, you have a have a good weekend, and, and you, yeah, and, and all you, of you Jamie. too, and and everyone out there, have a
0: lovely weekend, and we'll see you next week. And ah, oh, it's going to be brilliant you'll see. Goodbye, my little space g- pigs. I gave a little hint. I gave a little hint about who it would be early on in the oh, podcast. Let's can see you if you know.
1: Bye-bye. <laughs> see you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.